This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey, friendships. Welcome to What Day Is It, a.k.a. your digital version of Happy Hour. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jackie. And we're here to bring you that perfect balance of juicy pop culture gossip mixed with valuable AF conversations to level up your life. Think of us as your digital BFFs, bringing you 100% realness. Yeah, none of that BS. So get ready to laugh, learn, relate, and celebrate not having it all together. P.S. It's not drinking alone if you're listening to What Day Is It. We are so quick in any any moment, any moment of, quote, failure or rejection to, of another person, a friend of ours, a parent, or anyone that we love, we're so quick to, like, make them feel better. But when it comes to us, we're so fucking mean. We're cruel. Mm-hmm. We're so awful. All right, friendships. Welcome back to What Day Is It podcast. I am currently sitting in my kitchen in Calgary. Do you hear those little... In the background, that's Banks contributing to the podcast because I am hosting solo today. Jackie and I just had some schedule conflicts and leave it to us to leave things to the last minute having to get this done. So you only get my voice in your ear holes and for that, I apologize. But this week we have an amazing guest. We recorded this episode back when we were in New York. The guest is Serena Kerrigan. You might also know her as Serena fucking Kerrigan. She is the queen of confidence. She's all over the gram. She's been on lots of podcasts and she just brings all the value if you are someone who wants to boost their confidence. And I don't care if you already are the confident queen yourself as well. I think we all can always use that little reminder to just stand tall and use our voice and remember that we're bad fucking bitches. So you're going to get a lot of tips and tricks from her. There's one key tip that she does every single day to boost her confidence. And I guarantee you, you are not doing it because I was not doing it and I'm working on it still. I'm not going to say that I've got it down, but working on it. And we also talk how to be comfortable talking about sex, her dating tips, no, her dating do's and don'ts, lots of other things. It's a great conversation. We really get into it and I feel like there's a lot of valuable takeaways. So we're going to get to that today. I honestly don't really have a ton to say by myself. It's hard doing intros alone, you know? You have no one to really, like, bounce off of. But I just hope that everyone is having a beautiful Wednesday or whatever day you end up listening to this at on what? Words are hard, guys. Words are hard. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to let you get to the episode, get to the good stuff, because if I keep talking, weird things are going to happen, and I don't want that out in the world. So enjoy the episode, friendships. Okay, we are here and we had a different icebreaker, but I'm going to switch it up now because our guest just told us she's Canadian and I had no idea and we're going to try and guess where she's from. She said we probably don't even know where it exists. Throwing me off though now because I'm like, I would have definitely guessed like Toronto, like you're giving, she shows up in the chicest of all right. outfits, like Thank I'm you. just obsessed and I don't know, I don't know where to guess. I feel like... Well, obviously not Vancouver, Toronto. Mm-mm. Those are two big of places. I'm gonna go like Lethbridge. Mm-mm. Do you want to know where it is? Or do you want to? You get a, You have to guess. I'm gonna like just go like Prince Edward Island. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so my grandmother is from New Brunswick, um, in a tiny little island called Misku. And it has like 500 people on this island. Okay. Oh. And my grandma also has 18 brothers and sisters. 
So the so your entire family island, is the island. We are the island. <laughs> okay, got it. You know, like we have a road named after. Like we are the island. So like, my cool. grandma was the only teacher on the island. So it's this like really magical, isolated place, and like legitimately, like it's an it's an island, as in like it is the last. I forget what it's called. It's like one of those islands where it's like you can't pass through it. Like it's the last one. Oh wow! In a series, so it's like if you're going to Misku, like you're going. Like there's no, you're not passing by. And so it's just like this really wonderful place. But anyway, my entire I have tons of family in Montreal as well. Um, but yeah, I am Canadian and very proud. My great grandpa is from New Brunswick. Okay, yeah. But I don't really know as much information as you know. Whenever, so I fly through Montreal and whenever I'm at customs and they're like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to New Brunswick. They're like, like what? And I was like, <laughs> what? What do you mean? You got, I got a private island there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No, literally <laughs> iconic. So how, uh, how old were you when you moved? Um, I, I'm from New York City, born and raised. Oh, my okay, grandmother's from Canada. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Very, very cool. I still want to ask our other icebreaker because I just want to know the answer. So we're really going to pivot here. What do you think is the most underrated sex position? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I think the most overrated sex position is anything in the shower. Like, what Um, the fuck? Like, that's not comfortable. Like, Mm -hmm. every movie is, like, romanticizing that. I've never had a good time when water was involved. Too much friction. Too much friction. I think underrated, honestly, is... Is a woman being on top like missionary, right? Is that like what that is? Yeah, that's girl oh. on top. Missionaries, girl under, guy on top. Okay, so what is sorry? What is girl on top? Cowgirl. You would yeah, think that top. I okay. Cowgirl. Cow yeah, by that is just like done. One hundred percent overrated. No underrated. Like, underrated. That's it. Underrated. Underrated. That's the one. You have control me. in yeah, that position. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't say something like anal, but it's that's not. No, I. That's not underrated. I agree. I think doggy style is overrated i totally mm-hmm. agree a lot of my friends really love it they're like i just take a nap and i just like and i'm a like nap. <laughs> i'm like that never take a nap in doggy yeah they're just, like, just, they're just put too- their head down on the pillow and they're like and i'm like like no <laughs> of course i think that some girls like it but i do think most of the time females say they like it just for men mm-hmm. agreed but i think there's like a way you can do it where if you're like laying partially down mm-hmm. then it's good but f- on all fours mm-mm. i get what you're saying mm-hmm. where like your upper body is a little bit more yes yeah, yeah. no i don't want to plank like <laughs> like literally we're not yeah no. some pilates <laughs> <laughs> all right so you are the queen of confidence. You just exude it. So did that always come naturally to you? Or when did you step into it? Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I was, I think we, you know, we're all born with confidence. Like we really are, mm-hmm. like every person on this planet. And I just think that over time we get insecure about ourselves because we you know watch a movie or you know someone makes a comment to us or we you know see images that maybe we don't relate to or we don't feel represented or we have bullies or we have family members and I think over time it kind of chips away at us and we it becomes like infected um with societal views um that really get projected onto us and then we start to hate ourselves and you know I think that for me, like, I got to college when I was 18, and I saw like, this moment where I could really, like, reinvent myself, um, and that was a moment where I also felt like I was this new girl in college. I felt like all the guys were, like, literally looking past me. I felt really insecure, and all my friends were, like, I went to, like, a pretty amazing university where, like, everyone was so smart and beautiful, and I just felt really invisible, so I was, like, I needed a, I needed something to like remind me of my worth. 
in moments that I didn't. I was kind of like turning on a character. Um, and that is how Serena fucking Kerrigan was born. And I lied to everyone. I told them I changed my middle name legally to fucking. Which Love. I still do on occasion, but I won't today. Um, and people believed me, but it didn't really matter if they did or didn't. It was that like it really stuck because I said it was so much conviction. And mm -hmm. I think this character and persona is someone that I've like developed as a character on social media and beyond, but really someone that made me feel really confident in the times that I wasn't. And it's really... I was just my own hype girl in, mo you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I wasn't doing anything different than one of you saying like, you look so good. Like go hook up with that guy. Like you're going to crush your final, whatever. I just think like I wanted to become that person for myself. I don't want to rely on external validation to feel good about myself. Cause that's just a no win game. Like you're literally constantly dependent on others. And I just don't think that that's a healthy place to be in. No, I agree hundred percent with that. If there's people listening who, maybe want to get to that point, what would your tips be? Yeah, I think that like, you know, really it comes down to just talking to yourself in the mirror. And I know that sounds like, ew, like what? Like that's so awkward. And so many people tell me, but during the pandemic, I had quit my job two weeks before it started. And um, then, you know, lockdown happened. And I was kind of looking like at different, you know, creative ways to make money. And I just get so many questions on DMs, like how to become more confident. And I realized like it, it's a, it was a really good opportunity to like, start confidence coaching. And I was like, if no one signs up, like whatever, like, but I ended up coaching over 150 women oh, wow. and across Amazing. the board, you know, they were ranging ages from like 14 to 60 years old. Everyone, everyone felt like their, you know, own journey was so unique and, and I, there's no way to help them. And I was like, bullshit. It's literally all the same kind of what we were talking about, how we're all born with confidence. It's really about like unlearning what we've learned about ourselves in the world around us and realizing that like you really do create the identity of who you are. You create that narrative. Like you decide that you're beautiful. You decide that you're smart. Like you decide that you're the queen of confidence. I just wrote on my Instagram bio. Now that's how people think of me, but that's only because I said it first. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So I think when it comes to confidence, there's a couple tips that I give one, you have to be your own hype girl. I didn't like, you know, I never liked when other people in the confidence space would be like, you're look in the mirror and be like, you're so worthy. I'm like, worthy. I would never say that to my best friend. What would I say to my best friend? If she walked in the room and a guy goes to her. I'd be like, fuck that guy. You're literally so fucking hot. Let's go find it. Right. Yeah. That's with the same. I think that like we are so quick in any any moment, any moment of quote failure or rejection to, of another person, a friend of ours, a parent or anyone that we love. We're so quick to like make them feel better. But when it comes to us, we're so fucking mean we're cruel we're mm -hmm. so awful the way that we talk to ourselves is unlike the way we talk to anyone else that we love in our lives so that's really like the real focal point of my brand and my business and and my motto is like let's like get in front of the mirror because when you do that it's almost like there's this distancing that's happening because you're almost looking at another person and that makes it easier to speak mm -hmm. better to yourself mm -hmm. to speak with more kindness versus just like standing in a corner and being like you got this. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. way easier yes. to like look at someone and say it. So that's like tenant number one. And I'd say two is like, I never speak badly about myself. Like, you know, I, uh, it's been really cold in New York. I'm sure it's really cold in Canada too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Um, and so recently it's been like, the weather's been kind of getting better. And, but I have, I'm like a big walker and I haven't been walking around. I've been like just fucking hibernating in my apartment because it's so fucking cold. And as a result, like, I felt like I got a little puffy, right? Like I didn't feel like I was like walking and exercising as much and I love to drink and I love to love sweets. It's big sweet tooth. <laughs> so, you know, I said in my story, like I'm gonna I'm gonna start like getting really regimented about working out because I feel puffy. And I said, Do you notice how I said I feel versus I'm fat? Or I'm mm -hmm. which by the way, there's nothing wrong with being fat at all. But 
I think it's really important that, you know, the way that you speak and communicate about yourself is like, that's ultimately the decider of who you are. And so when anyone's around me, like I, and I, they say like, oh, I'm just, I'm so gross today. I'm like, literally like, you can't say that about yourself because right. I feel gross because feelings go away. They're temporary. But when you really say a statement, I am suddenly that cements who you are. And I think that like, if you're going to find yourself mm-hmm. saying, and you can't, you can't do it. Like you just can't. And even when someone's like, I'm really bad at social media. And I'm like, no, you are learning social media. You're, you're making progress, right? That change in vocabulary is so pivotal because, you know, if your friend come up to you, you wouldn't be like, you're so bad at social media. You can't even Instagram. No, you'd be like, okay, like you're learning LOL. Like we're going to help you. You know what I mean? That difference is just so important. So I think that those are major. Um, for building your confidence. I totally agree. Major, major. We say all those things so effortlessly, like they're habitual, right? And changing it is powerful because you're programming your subconscious in uh-huh. a way. Totally. Sorry, continue to change no, it more. No, that's really, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are like the two big ones. Did you feel like you always had that within yourself that you knew how to change those things? When did you learn? What made the shift? Did you notice things changing immediately? I mean, I think that, like, when I played this character, SFK, when I was 18, like, I just felt really empowered. And the character is in of itself those two tenants. It's the mirror talk because I was being like, you're Serena fucking Kerrigan. So that's, like, the communication right there, right? And then the second thing is, like, I was – I just – this character was so sure of who she was. She would never speak badly about herself. So that really, you know, taught me that. Like, she did. I, I'm talking about her like she's another person because she kind of fucking is. Well, I was going to ask, like, you call her a character, but, like, is she now more you? Like, did she just start out as a character? Like, how do you differentiate her, the character from you? I mean, I think that it's just an exaggerated version of myself. I think it's, like, the, you know, I think that, like, if it's just my alter ego. It's, yeah. like, my Sasha Fierce, my Lady Gaga. You know, it's she's a part of me, but, like, I know when to turn her on and turn her off. And recently I, I, I went back to therapy and – and I was talking to my therapist about how sometimes when I meet guys, like new guys, right, I, my immediate instinct is to be SFK. And that really – that's not really who I am. Like right now you're with Serena, by the way, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> but like, you know, my friends and they all know me as Serena. And so – and that's what people love – why they love me. And so I do the SFK thing. And sometimes it comes off more abrasive and like I don't give a fuck than I think is appropriate for that given situation. Right. And it's out of insecurity. It's out of fear. It's out of, like, are they going to reject me? Well, okay, SFK wouldn't care if they rejected her, right? So I'm kind of learning how to maybe, like, scale back with that. I think there's moments where SFK exists in a beautiful place and she can be herself. But I think that in moments of, like, trying to become intimate with someone, it's better to be vulnerable and open and not fearful. I mean, I think everyone kind of does that in their own little way. They just don't own it as loudly as you do. Yeah, I know. Okay, we want to talk about your online dating virality thing that went on. For our listeners who don't know, can you quickly just explain you started dating in COVID online? Yeah, I did. I was I had quit my job. I was doing the confidence zooms, which let me tell you, is not going to pay rent in New York. So <laughs> I was like, but I also really like. I remember it was like you know March, and I was alone in my apartment in New York. Everyone had basically fled the city, and. I was really fascinated by what it was, what it meant to be single during that time. Like it felt like all my friends like went to their country houses or their parents' houses with their significant other. If that's what it felt like, and I was like, "Fuck! Like, what? How do you date? Like, how long is this gonna last?" Like, and I just kind of started talking about it, and then 
I was going live a lot on Instagram because we had a lot of time to kill. We so. were doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone went through was. their Instagram live phase. Everyone, well, yeah, my phase lasted a year. Yeah. So every, literally every week for a year. But uh, I, you know, I was going live every single day. And then, you know, someone had suggested, like, you should go on a live line date. And I did. And it really cemented this, like, crazy thing because it was, like, on a Friday night, 8.30 p.m. No one was doing anything. That was everyone's time to, like, let loose. And, like, there was no moment for that. Yeah. So yeah. it became this, like truly like I don't even know how to describe it it became such a important part of the pandemic for so many people last night I was at an event and three separate women came up to me being like you literally got me through quarantine like that show really was like my I don't know and I, it's funny because it's like it literally was me dating guys like blind yeah. live half an hour and it turned into like a real spectacle um, and, you know, I was able to monetize it and sell it to sponsors and I created a card game from it. But I think it was the first time people were seeing someone date that wasn't highly produced and it yeah. felt really authentic cool. versus the kind of shit that we see on TV. Right. So how did you, sorry, oh, sorry no. how did you get your dates? Did they nominate themselves? Did people nominate them? Did people choose them for you? Did you choose them? So I didn't want to know a single thing about the guys that were coming on my show on purpose because I think that when we go on dating apps and we, we have this very preconceived very notion true. about yeah, who a person absolutely. is. Like actually was the other day I was talking to my friend I'm like every time I've actually matched with someone on a dating app and met them out they're always hotter in real life. Huh. Like girls we love to do a little judging a little catfishing that's fine. <laughs> guys they their pictures are literally from 2005. Like I'm literally like what the fuck? Like can we literally get you a photo shoot but also don't get a photo shoot because that's trying too hard. Yeah. So they're fucked. And honestly fine. Let them like straight men have everything going for them so I don't give a shit. Like sucks to suck. But regardless, I think um you know, it was really important to have it completely blind. I didn't want to go in with re any pre, you know, conceived notions of who they were. I wanted to just know them. And I think that that was amazing because I was really open-minded. And the show taught me a lot about myself, what I want. You know, there were a lot of cloud chasers. I know you're about to ask me, did you like anyone on the show? Yes, I did like someone on the show. <laughs> there was a villain on the show. Uh, the third season, I changed up the format so that um, the audience can vote on a winner. Because mm -hmm. they were very involved. Like, they picked the name of the show, which was Let's Fucking Date. After every date, they would come, I would let people come on the live and give me their feedback in real time. Oh, I'm just shit on the guys. It was amazing. <laughs> but, um, no, actually, that was actually something that I was, like, always really adamant, which was, like, just because a guy isn't right for me doesn't mean he's a bad person. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a narrative that we, like, you see a lot on, like, The Bachelor and other things where, like, they yes. villainize people. And it's like, no, they just weren't a good fit. Um but yeah, the third season, I let the audience take over, pick the guy. We picked him. And I it was like literally like what happened in that finale was basically the reason why I would never do like a dating reality show because – and why no one should to find love. I mean I know it works for some. They're the exception, mm -hmm. not the rule. Because I think that like my feelings for him were very um, – impacted and like directed by the audience like I, I think I liked him because my audience was so obsessed with the idea of us together right but we were at such different places in our lives completely across the country like it was just it wasn't it okay well I actually want to know what are your do's and don'ts when dating I just before we jump into that people can still watch on your yes your, yeah you uh, can Instagram, go right? let's fucking date it's honestly yeah. people like have been binging it again because it's it's really fucking funny it's, it's so chaotic it's reality tv but real but real like and actual, actual reality but actual reality tv um what were you saying the date, do, dating do's and don'ts yeah I think that like something major is just like when a guy you know I think get to the get to the date 
I think like I can't believe girls like I was talking to him for months and then we finally met up and then he ghosted me I'm like you were talking to him for months before you met up no 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 no. we're not doing that I think like get on the date as soon as fucking possible I think you know I'm going on a date with a guy next week and like it's like he needs to plan it time place Mm -hmm. like done like you're planning it right get me there I'm there I think I look out for someone who is able to really converse and have a dialogue. It's not, it's like a ping pong of Mm -hmm. a conversation, not like a one-sided thing. Uh, What else do I look for? Maturity, financial stability, um, someone who can make me laugh, Mm non-negotiable, like it has Mm -hmm. to happen. Um, You know, I think someone who loves New York City because I don't think I'm going to leave. And yeah, and someone who's really passionate about their work and their career. And that they're nice, whatever. You go on a date and you're at, let's say you're at dinner. What is something that if a guy did, you're like immediately like, I need to get the fuck out of here. If he like eats with like his hands or like licks his fingers or doesn't know how to hold like the knife and fork up, like the, in the proper way, like that kills me. What would your exit strategy be? Um, So that's really tough because I I actually have one that works and I don't feel guilty about it because it's rather true. And sometimes I do it on purpose, but I'm always like, I have an 8 a.m. workout class. I have to go. Like, I wouldn't, like, get up in the no, moment. No, yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that point, you've, like, in your brain, you're like, okay, I'm, right. I've got the ick. I need out. Right. But also, <laughs> I would never go on a date where you have to eat. So, and that's okay. the thing, too. And I have other icks that we can go through. But I think that during pandemic, I remember, like, there was a time in New York City where you couldn't order something. You couldn't order just a drink. You had to order food. Right. right? That was, like, a rule. I don't I, – I can't even remember why during pandemic, but that was a thing. And so, like, when you would go on a first date, like, you had to order food. Hmm. And that, I remember I went on a date with a guy and he ordered, I, I wasn't hungry. And I was like, just get like a little something. No, he ordered like a full motherfucking meal. So I'm just sitting there watching him eat. Like not the vibe. Uh, and then he expected me to pay half of the meal. Shut the what? Fuck up. Yeah. Shut and then he up. actually had the audacity to hit me up and be like, hey, I really want to see you That's again. when SFK comes out. That's when SFK What did she like, do? <laughs> um, thank you so much, but no. You know, like, no, yeah. just thank you so much. But like, I think we're just better off as friends. Yeah. And by friends, I mean never seeing you again. Yes. <laughs> holy shit yeah I think also something I really pay attention to is the way that they speak like that's ultimately the foundation of every relationship is communication right Mm -hmm. how do they speak about the people in their lives how do they speak about themselves how do they speak about influencers how do they speak about like is it negative is it positive is there are they insecure like I really look out for just dialogue that to me is like the most important thing yeah, and personality, sense. right? Yeah, that makes yeah. total sense. If they talk about their family poorly, like it's a red flag, right? Right. And just like, or, you know, their friends or like, you know, what do they do on the weekend? I think that like, I'm also, how old are you guys? 31. 25. Okay, I'm 28. So I'm, we're all, you know, <laughs> similar kind of. Um, and I feel like I've kind of gotten to a place where I'm like, you know, I'm getting out of the like rage. I mean, don't get me wrong. Love a party. But I'm getting, I'm like, I've kind of accepted like, you know what? I'm not, I'm going to meet. My husband not at, you know, a basement club. Yeah. (laughs) Like, which is like, duh. But it's like, no, like, really, like, where would you want your husband to be? Like, ultimately, I don't want to marry the guy that's still going out with, like, uh, in a place filled with 22-year-olds. Like, I want to meet him at, like, maybe a fundraiser, an event, like, a library, even though I never go to those. (laughs) But wouldn't it be nice? I forgot those existed. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Um, What do you think people don't do enough when they're dating? I think that they put, I think that, okay. I think they don't work on themselves enough and date themselves enough. I think that if you don't love yourself and you are looking for a significant other or, you know, someone else to give you the validation, you will settle. 
If you're truly happy being alone, you have to get to a place where you're truly happy being alone. I've been single for a really long time. Like I did the dating oh, same, girl. I, right. But it's like and and but it's not a, a negative. Also, my mom, my parents got divorced when I was two, and my mom never dated after my dad as a choice. And she really wanted to prove to herself she had two really long relationships for him, and she really wanted to prove herself that like she could completely fulfill herself. And she also had me. So like you're welcome. Mm-hmm. But but that was really, you know, so that's what I grew up with, with the really strong, independent woman who killed it her career, had me, had great friends, was so genuinely happy. And so she always taught me, like, you have to get to this place where you're so happy alone. And by the way, being alone doesn't mean being lonely. And that's really mm-hmm. important to point out. But like, and that everything else is an additive. So your life is a 10 out of 10. So if someone comes into your life and isn't giving you 10 out of 10, then he's they're out. Whether it's a significant other, a friend or anything, like if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. And I live by that now. Like I just am like – and so what I think people do and what a lot of my audience does is they settle, they settle, they settle because they think that like someone just even giving them attention is better than than being alone. And I think that that's a total product of our society Mm -hmm. and that we've been totally brainwashed to think that like we won't be complete without someone else. And that's bullshit. Okay, we have a question. Yeah. Do you feel like you can be in a relationship, work on yourself – and learn how to be happy alone while being with someone? Absolutely. Okay. There's, there, there are better to be a lot of talking in the mirror. Like in their mo- their, when there are moments of insecurity or rejection, instead of going to your partner, mm-hmm. you go to the mirror. You go to yourself. What are three things you say to yourself in the mirror? I literally say whatever I would say to my best friend in that moment, right? So that's like literally how you have to look at it. It's good to have that distance. So let's say, I mean, every day when I wake up, I have a huge fucking mirror, like, in front of my bed which people say it's like bad feng shui I'm like I don't give a fuck okay like it makes me I like love like waking up and shooting out of bed and me like what up bitch but literally I say that I'm like what up bitch good fucking morning I fucking love you mentally or out loud no no everything out loud verbally okay if your best friend were to walk into your apartment would you say hi to her or would you just be like would you ignore her Uh, yeah I'd I'd say hello hey bitch you look hot Exactly. Yeah. If there's a puddle on the sidewalk and I see my reflection, you bet your fucking ass I'm going to give her a wink. <laughs> Love. Constantly acknowledging this person. I'm getting so inspired a, right now. Yeah, this happens. But literally, and I'm so glad that you said that, but literally, like, it's just about, like, normalizing that you are the only constant in your life. Mm-hmm. Guys will come and go. Girls will come and go. People will pass away. People will break up with you, reject you. You'll switch jobs. You'll move across the country. You'll whatever. Who is the one consistent person who's always been there since every second of your life? And who is the person that gets the least amount of attention and nurturing and love? Yourself. Very true. Yeah. yeah. That's why I it, wanted to ask that question because I feel like society pushes this narrative that you have you learn to love yourself alone. You learn to be the best version of yourself alone. But you can do that while being with someone. hundred percent, but it's about making that time. 100%. The same way, like literally treating yourself as a friend. So it's like, oh my God, like I spent a lot of times days with Brad, so like I need to do a girls' night with yes. my three besties. There should be another girls' night for you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the mirror thing is point. essential. Like the mirror thing, like I would watch like women that were just completely so broken, really, in terms of their their spirit and their confidence. I would do sometimes I would just do one off sessions, but my favorite ones were the ones were over two period, a two month time period. And I can't even tell you, like having me being accountable, obviously being like, hey, like, are you doing this every day? Like, are you talking to yourself in the mirror was super major. But like they completely changed. Like they really changed. Like it's that simple. And it pisses me off when people are like, it's weird. Like, oh my God, like it seems crazy. Cause I'm like, I'm giving you a solution that is free. 
Like literally, like you don't even have to buy a mirror. It's like so you can easy. literally use yourself and your phone. Yeah. Like you can literally put a pot of water and look into the reflection. Like it is so painless, three seconds, easy. And, you know, when you think about it and break it down, all you're really doing is acknowledging the person that's been with you your entire life. And I think as a society, we really, we, especially, you know, the Western world, they want us to be insecure because capitalism thrives on insecurity. Because if we didn't feel calm, if we felt confident, we wouldn't buy shit, mm-hmm. makeup, skincare, weight loss. I mean, I'm sorry, those industries will forever boom because they are predicated on the fact that we're insecure. So by saying I love myself, that is the biggest fuck you to society, which is why they want, they call us narcissistic, arrogant, full of ourselves, divas. But no, that's not true. Because I think being confident means like, I love myself and I love you too. I have an amazing outfit on. So do you guys. That's what confidence is. Yeah. Mic drop. Mm -hmm. I love that. One other thing you're really comfortable talking about is sex. And I feel like some people aren't. And that's societal as well. So what are your tips if someone wants to become more comfortable talking about sex? Um, I think um, it depends with with who. Just in general, even. Like friends, sometimes people – like I grew up – household never talked about it Mm -hmm. so for the longest time like I was shy like talking about Mm -hmm. it even if my friends were talking about it like I would listen and there's no judgment like in my head but I just wouldn't be one to like start the conversation or really speak up about it I just think we have to like really kind of again like unlearn like what have we we've been taught that sex is a shameful act Mm -hmm. when two things happen in sex either one it's pleasure a couple a couple things pleasure (laughs) pleasure intimacy and sometimes a, a child, which is like the biggest miracle. So to me, when I see sex, consensual safe sex, it's only positive. It's actually beautiful. I think that it's been really brainwashed as to all of us as this shameful thing because a woman that is sexual is the most threatening thing mm-hmm. to a man, right? Like it is just the scariest thing in the world. Um, And we do live in a man's world. So I really think that you have to understand that like a lot of it is very religious. You know, it comes with it. A lot of it is just like generational. Like the generation, my grandmother like won't even, she's like, your middle name is not fucking. And I was like, she wouldn't even say the F word ever. So that's fair. But, you know, a lot of people say to me, they're like, you're so vulgar, like trolls, obviously. And I'm like, Okay, like, but why, how, how is the way I talk about sex any different than any guy talking right. about sex? Like, I, no. I'm not like, you know. Why is it not empowered? Why is it vulgar? Right. And another thing, like, I, you know, did a launch for my card game and I, you know, used OnlyFans as a way to launch it. Um, and I kind of said that I was going to be playing with myself because the card game was called Let's Fucking Play. So, so then everyone signed up for OnlyFans thinking I was going to touch myself on camera. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to break it to you. But it, we actually got so many subscribers, which is lit. Smart. Good to know. Um, but... I ended up launching my card game and I remember before they realized it was my card game, I had so many comments, literally primarily from women being like, I thought that you, you know, wanted to be, wanted to win an Emmy or like be on the cover of Oak or go to the Met Gala, but you're having OnlyFans. And I was like, so interesting that like a woman who is sexual could, couldn't possibly be mm-hmm. successful, smart, dateable, someone to bring home to the parents, ma- yeah. like to marry, God forbid. But why? Like ultimately, you know, y- it's just like a, a beautiful um, thing. So I don't know. I think it's really about really understanding where this shame comes from. And is it your own shame or is it shame that was kind of projected onto you as a kid? Therapy friendships. It's a beautiful thing. Therapy is the way to go. <laughs> Did you grow up in a sex positive household? Extremely. Um, I like was also like 
just I don't know I humped everything as a kid like <laughs> I literally. listened to a podcast and you said you like humped a table and I was like no like all amazing. the time like teachers got involved they were like you know, <laughs> like it was bad and um but yeah but my parents were like it's great like do it just in your room and I was like no I want to put on a show and they're oh like you can't do that I was like, okay so always super sex positive always really just like what's the big deal vibe like what's mm-hmm. the shame I think it's like as long as it's safe consensual and you know it's fun and you're, you're you're enjoying it I think it can be a really powerful thing I think that I it's amazing how like the majority of these like troll comments that I get are really always surrounding this topic and how you know but it's tough like I, I've actually even now in the past like couple months have even shifted away from the sex because it's so difficult to even create content about it on TikTok like, everything gets taken yeah. down yeah. what's what the again fuck? Right. What the fuck? What the fuck? Did you see the Adidas ad that got banned? Which one? Um, they did it for a sports bra, and it was on. Actually, I'll pull it up quickly. But it was um photos of all different kinds of breasts, and they're like, why we didn't make a sports bra for like just one style? Um, hold on, let me. I'm gonna butcher this if I don't pull it up. So, we'll put this on stories, friendship, so you can see it. So that's like the photo, and mm-hmm. this ad got banned i can't remember where but if you swipe there's like the actual billboard um and it's giving representation of like women's chest but again we're just getting censored i think it's the (laughs) same thing about the nipple it's like when you think about the actual nipple as a human body part right Mm -hmm. like it's not a sexual thing no like think about that women get sexualized men have nipples too but that ad if it was up there but that's fine. what I'm saying. Yeah. Even on Instagram, free the nipple, right? Like yeah. men cannot be right. So, but when when you think about it, society has really sexualized a woman's nipple. But when you think about what a woman's nipple does, is it literally gives food to a baby? Yeah. That is a non-sexual thing. That's actually like a beautiful thing, a nurturing mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and also like it's so funny that guys are obsessed with nipples because it's like you literally like you suck your mom's nipples. Mm-hmm. So like you need to figure that out, right? <laughs> no, but it's fine. Like I get it. Yeah. But there is something about that that's like. Oh, it's so frustrating. I just, I hate the double standard. It kills me. And the only thing I can really do about it is just be vocal, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you find the trolls lean one way in terms of, I know there's not only two genders, but do you feel like it's more male criticism or more female criticism? Uh, It's literally always from women. Which is so interesting. So internalized misogyny, yeah. 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 Just projecting their insecurity onto confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed. Like people, (laughs) my number one comment I get is like, if she was the queen of confidence, like, why would she be doing this? Like, if she really was that com- people love to attack my confidence. And I'm like, bro, like, there are tons of creators out here. My literal purpose is to make people feel good about themselves. And will I say the wrong thing at times? Sure. Will I offend people sometimes? Sure. Usually, though, it is a projection of their own insecurity. That, oh, that's yeah. why they got upset. But, like, my intentions are always pure. If my impact, sometimes I didn't communicate something right, fine. But, like, I do mean really well. And it's so frustrating that, like, the first thing that they always say is, like, well, she must not be – she she calls herself the queen of confidence and, and she does this. I'm just like, like, why are you attacking my confidence? Like, why are you, why does it bother you so much? Why are you yeah. so fucking pressed about me? There's so many people in this world that, like, do really fucked up shit and, like, say fucked up shit and have mean vibes and energy. And, like, I really don't. And I'm just like, it's always – and that's why I don't even get frustrated because I'm like, it's just a projection of themselves. It really is. Absolutely. And you have to just ignore it. Okay, we're going to end with our last question. We ask all our guests, what is a current obsession? It can be absolutely anything in the world, a book, a podcast, a snack. The Juicy Club. Yeah, the Juicy Club. I love it. Um, What else am I obsessed with? Um, I'm obsessed with your rings, so can you tell me where you got those? Yeah. (laughs) Um, These two are from Cartier. This is from Ring Concierge. I bought this for myself. I love that one. 
this one is also from Marine Concierge. I had this like moment where like I had a resurrection on social media. Like I felt like I was kind of diluting my brand to make people feel more comfortable. And then I was like, fuck it, SFK would never do that. So I bought this <laughs> ring to like kind of be like, I just wanted a reason to buy the ring. Love. And then I forget where this is from. But um, obsessions, I'm really obsessed with TikTok right now. Like I know everyone says up all whatever, but I think for me, like I've been really, it was really difficult to find like, kind of like what I wanted to be known for on that platform. And I really tried the sex thing, but it was so difficult, you know, because so, it's so, so censored. It's so censored. So I really went back to my what I originally was doing on the app, which is just so funny because that was like literally what I would go viral for was the confidence coaching. And I went back to it and it's been work, working really Amazing. well. So it's nice to ha- kind of feel like you're like, okay, I feel like I know what kind of content I should be yeah. making. That makes me really excited. I'm also going to Vegas t- tonight. So oh, I'm obsessed fun. with that. What are you doing in Vegas? Getting fucking blackout. Like, love. What else? <laughs> I love that. Okay, well, plug yourself. Love, yes. Let our friendships know where they can find you. Of course. So, Serena Kerrigan on everything. I have a card game, a dating card game. If you feel any type of way about going on dates, I created a card game called Let's Fucking Date. Um, you can buy it on letsfuckingdate.com, and it's so fun. You can play it on dates. You can play it with your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, you can play it with a group of friends. And I have three versions of the game, but you should definitely get Let's Fucking Date. So. Oh, amazing. Yeah, thank you guys thank so, you so much. much. I appreciate yeah. you having me. So fun. Okay, friends, that was the episode. Thank you for listening. As always, we adore you. We appreciate you. But if you have a hot minute, you know, if you can multitask while you're walking to the bathroom or if you're on the toilet, I don't know why I went to the bathroom. What? I'm so strange. Anyways, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can sit on the couch watching Bravo. That seems a little more normal. I mean, bathroom's normal too. Oh my God, Bailey, stop talking. Okay. Anyways, friendships, if you could leave us a review, rate us five stars, you know, just do things like that. That would be really helpful. That was the point of the story. So again, no one wants to hear me talk because things get weird, but go to whatdaysofpodcast.com, shop our merch. Some styles may be going away soon, so get it while you can. We adore you. Thank you for being here, and we will be back next to What Days at Wednesday. Bye.